I'm going to do that thing that we always forget to do. Do it. I think I forgot it again. I'm, okay. <laughs> I'm M. Shotwell. That's EJ Winstrom. And this is the Fantasy Girl Podcast, a pod for geeky, wild females. <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> How did you like that radio voice? It sounded very <laughs> professional. I'm impressed. Did you do that when you were a kid? Did you ever put, like, a cassette player? Oh, God, I'm old. A cassette player. <laughs> a cassette player in, like, the... I don't know what it was called, boombox, and like pretend to be on the radio. You don't know what it was called? I think it was a boombox, wasn't it? <laughs> it was a boombox. Your cassette player? I don't know. It yeah, was yeah. like the big thing with the CD player and the tape. <laughs> totally a boombox. Boombox. No, no, I didn't. I never wanted to be hearing my own voice, you know? Um, I was terrible because this accent, it's only improved. So you can imagine what I sounded like at 10. Oh, <laughs> that's so cute. Um, yeah. So I'm really, really, really excited about our Valentine's Day episode. Yeah. Happy I've Valentine's wanting... Day. Happy Valentine's Day to you. <laughs> I'm going to be actually doing a book event on Valentine's Day. I'm kind of excited. Are you really? Tell everyone where you're going to be so they can come check you out. I will be at the Conundrum Bookshop in St. Francisville, Louisiana, which is kind of a small town, but it's a very artsy town. Like, it has some really cool, like, it reminds me of Star Hollow from Gilmore Girls. Oh. And I will be, I think they're doing, like, um, the 14th, they're doing, like, a thing at the bookshop. And then the 15th, they're doing, like, this readers and writers symposium um, at, like, an event center. And I am going to be giving a speech. That's amazing. I have not written that speech yet, but it should be very good. (laughs) You will by the time this airs. I think so. I will have it. You know what? I have it done. I lied. It's finished. (laughs) (laughs) Flash through time. So, I mean, you know, Valentine's Day, I I will be doing book stuff, and I'm very excited about that. But I'm more excited about this episode because I have been wanting to talk about something forever. But I guess I'm getting ahead of myself. We We... We have decided that what we are going to share some of our favorite romantic science fiction and fantasy for you to maybe you listen to this podcast and then you maybe want to check it out. Have something new on your February 14th. Because no matter what genre you're reading, I feel like a little bit of romance is always a really satisfying, you know, subplot, if nothing else. Oh, totally. Totally. I love love. Yeah, I'm not even that big into, like, romance romance. Um, Mm -hmm. I like something a little bit more complicated or, well, frankly, going by some of my choices here, sometimes I think I might like something a little bit more subdued and basic, but we'll we'll get into that. (laughs) (laughs) You like what you like. (laughs) Yeah, you really do. Okay, do you, like, do y'all celebrate Valentine's Day? Do y'all do anything special? I mean, we're not big on it we sometimes use it as an excuse to do something we would like to do anyway so this year we're going to a restaurant that we've been curious about for a really long time here in dc um but other times we'll just kind of veg out watch a movie i would say we're the same like it's kind of like if there's something we want to do and it's like a way to justify it like to like do something on a weeknight or spending extra money it's like oh it's valentine's day we can do it so it's the same So I only have, like, I've put all my eggs in one basket because this is my absolute, this isn't just my favorite romance for 
science fiction and fantasy. It's just my favorite mm-hmm. love story that's out there, and it's very bizarre. Um, <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> so I put all my eggs in one basket. I like this. Okay, so I've always been a huge. This isn't my pick. Like this is not my Valentine's Day pick. But I've always been a huge Wuthering Heights fan, mm-hmm. and that is not like a romantic story. That is like. <laughs> Don't take like, your love life cues from this story. From Heathcliff and <laughs> Kathy. It's an abusive relationship both ways. But I like this even more than that. It's okay. Really, it's really good. Yes. And nobody ever, like, I never get to talk about it with anybody. Because I, every once in a while, someone will have, like, seen, I, I know people have seen it. But every once in a while, I guess, it will have resonated with someone. And they'll be like, oh, yeah, it's amazing. So, but let's talk about yours first. Which oh, okay. I know you have several, if you don't I care. Do. I do. I, I have a hard time picking favorites, so I always, like, cluster a few onto a page when we're going to talk about things. So one of my all-time favorites I'd actually almost forgotten about, but Zoe and Wash from Firefly. Oh, yeah. And, you know, okay. they're not really a romantic arc because they're already married at the start of it, but they're just such a good couple. I love them. I love watching them together. Because they're such different people, but they've got, like, this very real chemistry and this very real trust and connection between them. So it was very satisfying for me whenever they got to be together on the show. Which was not that often, because, you know, Zoe was always off having adventures with the crew. And Wash was the pilot. He stayed with the, the uh, I almost said plane. That's not what it was. <laughs> he stayed with the firefly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was going to say, I love their roles in their relationship, too. Mm-hmm. Um. I, yeah, I like that. And I like that they're married and, like, there's this comfort, boring married couple thing about them that's actually not boring at all because they're in space and they're having adventures and all this this stuff. But there's just that comfort that you get from being in, like, a long-term relationship that's present there. So that's a really cool pick. Thank you. Yes. I like it. I like it. Um, But, yeah, so that's one of my all-time faves. I do have one that's a little bit more controversial, though. Well. Ooh, let's hear it. Okay. True Blood. Sookie <laughs> and <course>. Eric. <laughs> oh, Team Eric. I'm Team Eric. First of all, Bill Compton can just walk into the sun for all I care. Like, <laughs> just not a fan. Too many strikes. I, I, okay, so, okay, don't hate me. Originally, I was like, I was, um, I was team Bill. I really was. And, but when the show came out, I, I kind of, well, I don't know. Eric was better in the books too. I mm. feel like they were both kind of trash for her in the books, but I was just team Sookie in the yeah. books. Yeah. And like, let's be real. Eric's also trash. Like you're right. Oh, he's completely <laughs> trash, but I like him better. I mean, he's, he's, he's more he's, interesting. He, he's by the way, Alexander Skarsgård. So that, you know, helps. Yeah. I, and yeah, he's just, I think the way that he responds to Sookie was more satisfying to me. Like yeah, but he, did he ever look at her and go, Sookie? <laughs> no, no, he didn't. And that's part of what I like about him. <laughs> I was like, God. <laughs> I just remember there was one episode and I think it was, I think it was Sookie and Arlene. Mm. That we're talking, it could have been her and uh, somebody else. So it doesn't matter who she was talking to. <laughs> and they basically asked her what she saw in Bill. 
and uh, Anna Paquin, <laughs> she's the actress that played Sookie. Yeah. She goes, there's just something about when he says, Sookie. <laughs> like, ever yeah. since then, like, I cracked. <laughs> that was, like, one of the <laughs> best moments. It was so funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that, too. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. So, people, people know. Oh, God. But, um, no, I think Eric was just so surprised by Sookie at first that he didn't even know what to do with her. Like, he's just not used to that in a human. And it was a lot of fun. But then there's that whole plot line where he loses his memory and he's suddenly so vulnerable. Yeah. And I know it comes back and he's very different afterward. But that whole bit there was a lot of fun for me. And, you know, I guess I'm due for a rewatch because... I've gotten to that point where enough time has passed. I remember that I love it, and I remember specific things, obviously, okay, that I love <laughs> about it, uh-huh. but there are whole chunks that would be like seeing for the first time, so it's definitely time for mm-hmm, a rewatch. Mm-hmm. I have to say, the second second or third time, I, this is one of the shows I rewatch. Extra. It's like a comfort show. It's yeah. so good. Well, I, it's just, it's so over the top. It's so much fun, but... um. The end season gets so kitschy. So and bizarre. Do you remember, like, the final episode, or maybe it was the second to last episode? She and has the, the stab bill. No, not even that, but I did like that. <laughs> I don't like Bill. <laughs> but, He's like, just I was do like, it. do it. Very do it. Macy Andrews to me. <laughs> like, very just soapy over the top. I loved it. Oh, yeah, I got to say, like, I get that point with some characters, like we were talking about with the um, Avengers movies, where it's just like, everybody die already. Like, just be gone. <laughs> um, and that's where I got with Bill. But um, but no. So I'm talking about the uh, the wife of the, like, preacher in oh, that yeah. extremist group. Uh-huh. When she comes back at the end, and she's now with a politician, and she is chasing... I think it's Sookie, around that, like, jail area where they have all the vampires locked up. And she has Uh her, like, stiletto heel off, and she's trying to, like, stab her with it. And she's, like, going nuts. (laughs) And, like, her hair is all right. (laughs) I think eventually she, like, her other shoe gets, like, stuck in one of the grids, which kudos for running it all in those grids with stiletto heels like that. Like, she had some skills. Kudos for running in stilettos. So but I'm yeah, going to tell just, you something so over the top. from the books, because I know, like, I don't think you made it through the whole series, and a lot of, like, I wouldn't blame you, because a lot of people kind of, like, <laughs> they kind of, they, they went on a long time. I loved them, but, but I get it, I guess is what I'm saying. Um, and so if you don't want to hear a spoiler, listeners, um, for a seven-year-old series <laughs> that's been wrapped, then turn down your volume right now. So, you know, in the books, she ends up with Sam, right? No, but that makes sense. It made so much, and, like, the author got so much hate for that. Like, everybody, like, hated on her so hard for that. Like, it was, like, death threats. Like, it was craziness. But I liked it. For sending her with Sam or for not doing it in the movie? Or the movie, the show? No, for putting her with Sam. Really? Because, like, everybody wanted her to be with Eric. I guess, or with Bill, even. But it was it was weird how it happened. I think Bill ended up with, like, this weird Sookie lookalike vampire. Oh, I don't geez, remember. That figures. That's weird. Okay. Well, 
that might be worth reading just to see how it all comes about. But that does make a ton of sense. Yeah, I liked it. <laughs> I'm in the minority on it. I think Sam in the TV show came off a little bit entitled with his nice guy act. Yeah. So that totally. put me off on him a little bit, but I could see how he would read significantly different from that. In the book. Yeah. And, and I, it's been many years, so I might not always feel the same now. Like, so nobody, you know, if you're reading it, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have any more? I mean, yeah. I've got a few that are just kind of like, okay, here. I've got one that's Let's a fanfic wish list thing. Oh, okay. Okay. Let's do it. So, Game of Thrones. Uh-huh. I feel like Sansa and Tyrion were married, you know, before their their true time. You know, like it wasn't just like a bad forced game that right. uh, what happened to them. Like, I feel like they are such a good match. If only that had happened like of their own will later in the series. And I was really hoping they would realize this when their paths crossed again and like yeah. become like the all the all Game of Thrones power couple. Because once Sansa, like, gets it together, the two of them are so crafty and they're so, I don't, like, they're just so schemy and savvy that they would be such a good duo. They would win the game. I agree. Mm-hmm. I can totally, I would watch that. Like, I, I can totally see that. Um, they're both highly intelligent and highly skilled at different things and they were a great match I would love that so I totally agree I kept waiting for it never happened so yeah somewhere out in the webs I'll have to drop it someday do it (laughs) (laughs) um and then beyond that I just had a few that I think are worth a shout out so uh Rye and Alucard from Darker Shade of Magic, I think, are just a really fantastic couple. They both have such charisma, but their worlds are so different. And then the two of them together, I think they just kind of catch each other off guard and rise so confident all the time that it was really fun to see him uncertain. But they, they work. Yeah, yeah. They've just got really good chemistry, and they were just both such witty, clever characters, and they were fun to see together. And then... What else? Oh, the Bells. I think I've mentioned before how much I love Camellia and Remy. Definitely yeah. worth reading. Um, and, That's you know, everyone knows this one, but Katniss and Peeta are seriously top of my list. I just That's love their dynamic. That's your number one. It, it really like, is. It's, like it's a favorite for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> so that's who – okay, forgive me because it's been a long time since I've read Hunger Games. I need to read – I'm trying to get my – teenager to read it. I'm going to read it with him because I want to see him read it. But anyway, she ends up with PETA, doesn't she? Yeah. Is that the one she ends up? Okay. Yeah, she does. Yeah. Yeah, There's a whole like afterward and they've got kids and everything and they're like trying to deal with their PTSD. And I I mean, the, the ending of that book is really grim, but I find it so realistic and hopeful. Okay. So I'm going to tell you mine. Okay. Mine is because I really want you to watch it because I want to talk about it. And I like was in um, I was in a Marco Polo chat with some of 
my writer friends and they all write romance and I was like how have you not watched this I want you to watch it so you can chat about it because they're all like very talented romance writers like that's their jam I'm like the the odd duck <laughs> <laughs> writing my murdery stories in that group that's good but though I like to think of it as charming <laughs> okay so I'm a huge Black Mirror fan and you would not think you would find a romance in Black Mirror like a good mm. healthy happy ending romance. I mean, everything in Black Mirror is just so screwed up. It's amazing. I love it. I love all the episodes um, for different reasons. I have favorites. Obviously, um, the latest the latest season was not great, but it was it was still okay. It was fine. But if, if you haven't watched it, EJ, don't start with the latest season. Okay. Start with San Junipero, my absolute favorite romance and it is it starts out and I'm gonna try to tell you about it without like giving away spoilers because there's a pretty big twist mm. that makes it worth everything it's it's um it's a you think it's in the 80s so it's got some really awesome songs and there's even like a montage with an outfit change montage, like all these things. Oh I'm my like, God. It's, it's, it's really <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Like it's really great. And you have, um, Kelly, who is like the popular girl. She reminds me of like Lisa. Do you remember Saved by the Bell? I never really watched that show. It, it was trash, but I watched it when I was a kid Indian. because we had like two channels and it yeah. came on Saturday morning. <laughs> well, there was this girl named Lisa and Kelly is like, if Lisa... And I'm saying that because um, it's like a pretty black girl in the late 80s with, like, the same style clothes. Okay. Fell in love with, like, one of the Molly Ringwald characters Aww. when she was just kind of, like, nerdy. But it's just this uh, – I can't give away the plot twist. So they are very mismatched. You have the extrovert and the introvert, which is, like, my – kryptonite mm. it doesn't matter the pairing it can be girl guy girl girl guy guy like that's my that's my romantic kryptonite like when you just have like the super extroverted friendly person and the person that needs to like come out of their shell like I love it and um you know of course one is only looking for fun and the other's <laughs> like very inexperienced and like they end up hooking up or whatever and then everything starts to unfold everything is not as it seems, this is not a regular beach town. Of course it isn't because this is Black Mirror, which is basically our generation's Twilight Zone. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And I don't want to give spoilers away. I'm going to do my best. But if you don't want any spoilers, you probably should maybe turn it down for a minute. But I'm going <laughs> to do my best. I'm going to do my very best. I suck at this because I'm so excited about this. I've watched this like a thousand times. All right. Give it your best. Okay. So they meet each other and then they're like, we have to, I have to leave. I'll see you next time. And you know, something's not right with the place. You can't figure out what it is. And they both like go away. And then it, and it flashes back and, um, Yorkie, the Molly Ringwald esque girl is looking for Kelly and she can't find her. And one of the other side characters is like, well, maybe you should try a different time. And she's mm -hmm. like, okay. So she goes through the seventies looking for her. She goes through the nineties. She goes through the early two thousands before she finds her. And now you're like, okay, what's going on here? This is obviously not a vacation resort. <laughs> um, because they like mentioned that they're like tourists or whatever. 
And then you find out this is like an alternate reality that you can choose to go to when you die. And neither one of them are dead yet. They are both have very different situations um, for reasons why they would visit. And, okay, I'm just going to, I'm not going to give everything away. I'm not going to tell you the ending, but I am going to tell you part of it. So we find out that the that Yorkie um, came out to her parents when she was 21 and they didn't take it well. And so she like drove away like really fast and was in a car accident. And for the past 40 years, she's been kind of in this vegetative state. And then now with San Junipero, she's able to like get out and like live her life or whatever. And we find out that um, Kelly actually had, she's like, elderly and um has a husband and uh, that's passed away and she's just kind of testing it out before the time comes and she travels to see her and I'm like I feel like I'm dragging this out and butchering it but keep going she okay she um Yorkie is there's this orderly that she's friends with that she communicates with somehow I can't remember how exactly um and basically, he's going to marry her so that he can sign the waiver so that she can basically go live in San Junipero forever. Because her, her parents won't do it, even though they don't mm. visit her anymore. <laughs> and instead, the Kelly character is like, well, instead of him marrying you, I'll marry you. And marries it and does it. Mm. And then there's, like, this big twist and, like, all this craziness happens. But you're just going to have to okay. overlook my horrible description. <laughs> and trust me. When I tell you, it is, like, the sweetest thing I've ever seen. But it has, like, a really weird twist. And, like, the last five minutes with the credits just are everything. I don't know. It's it's great. All right. Yeah, I'm in. You're in. Okay. You need to watch it, though. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know I do. And here's the thing. I need to watch, like, the entire series. I really do. I've gotten into it a few times, but it's hard for me to like binge it like I would a normal show. Yeah, because yeah, no, I get that. It's not a plot, and it's also it's so heavy. Um, so it's just been really slow going. But maybe I'll just like find that one episode and cheat. Yeah, find this one episode because it's really like you can tell it's like it makes sense that it is. Uh, like a black mirror show like episode but it is so different from the rest of them in tone and everything because it's very optimistic yeah that is unusual like it it ends like it's got an hea which is not what you would expect i mean it's, it's a weird hea it's got it's got a little you know twist because for people to have their happily ever after they have to die but right. <laughs> it's it's good it's very good like i just rewatched it before like we logged in to do our podcast just to Mm -hmm. make sure like it holds up because I didn't want to like get on here and gush about it and then be like oh there's something very problematic in here and no it's um it's really good (laughs) it's really good I got a little frog in my throat there for a minute (laughs) that sounds great all right well did you have any others you went all in no I like put all my eggs in that bag I mean I want to see Pride and Prejudice and Zombies but I haven't seen it yet so (laughs) Okay, I haven't read the book, and I want to, but I did see the movie, and it was really enjoyable. Was it? Yes. It has, um, 
It has the eleventh Doctor in it. Um, oh. What's his name? Um, Matt Smith. Yeah, he plays. Does he play Darcy? Who does he play? I don't remember any of the men in that movie. Tall guy, floppy hair. Yeah, I know who he is because he's also um, on the Queen or the the, the, the Queen. Crown. The Crown. Yeah, yeah. Yes, one of those. Uh, but no, I, the lead uh, actress. Um, alas. Uh, we all know who she is, though, so I'm trying to remember because you'll know her face. I think she was on Downton Abbey. Oh, here's a fun fact that I just learned from Google. Natalie Portman was one of the producers. Of Pride and Prejudice and Zombies? Yeah. That's random, huh? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Go, Natalie. Well, maybe I'll watch that. Maybe that'll be like my Valentine's Day watch. That's that's a good one. It was so fun. Everybody else, you have to go watch San Junipero. And also find me on Twitter so we can talk about it because I need to talk about this with somebody. I'm at Mama okay. Crazy Socks. <laughs> yes. I'm All right. And so we've gotten a little bit of a, um, voting on favorite couples from some followers on Twitter. Yes. And yeah. these are some really good recommendations because I did not know most of these. I'm going to shout out a few at a time. Stop me if you have comments. Actually, I'm just going to say the names and you can tell me whether you know them or not. How about that? Perfect. And then I'll know how out of the loop I am. So Kate and Curran. Curran. Oh, is that like um, a Kate Daniels? Yes. Okay, yes. Well done. It's been a while, but I, I, I was in a very hardcore urban fantasy paranormal romance phase several years ago. So, yes, I do remember them. Ooh. Okay. Very hot. Uh, Elena and Raphael. No clue. It is the Guild Hunter series by Nalini Singh. Oh. It looked pretty good. Yeah. So, I can see the cover in my head. So, I have... I, I'm familiar. Okay. Yeah. It was like Archangels, which looked pretty fun. Okay. That's awesome. All right. Jane and Bruiser. Mm, no, I'm going to need help on that one. This is uh, Jane Yellow Rock series by Faith Hunter. Okay. See, I'm, a lot of these are familiar, but I'm not, like, I haven't actually read. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. I know exactly what you mean. Um, okay, Elena and Stefan. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, crap. That's, um, that's, um, ah, it's in my head. I know this one. Vampire Diaries. Okay, yeah. Nope, I didn't know it. I was thinking of a different <laughs> one. Different Stefan. Um, that was a vampire, actually. So that's funny. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Different one. No, no, no. I think it's the same one. Vampire Diaries. So, yeah, he's a vampire. Yeah, this was, um... No. Is there a different Elena and Stefan vampire? No, football? I don't know about Elena. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then uh, same person also shouted out Elena and Damon. So. Okay. That could take some turns. Uh, do you know Clary and Jace? No. This is really sad. I need to like <laughs> get with it. Yeah. Well, this one I kicked myself over because it's been on my list for years. The Mortal Instruments series oh okay yeah 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 uh this one i'm not even sure i'm gonna pronounce right but fair and reese 
R-H-Y-S. Maybe it's rice, since R-H-Y, Shades of Magic, is rye. Who, what is that from? That's A Court of Thorns and Roses. Okay. Yeah, it sounded familiar. I actually have those books, and um, I haven't made it through my, um, you know, to-be-read pile yet. Yeah, that's Sarah J. Moss, right? Yes. Okay. I have not read anything by her, and it's driving me nuts because I know she's a really big deal, and I just haven't gotten to it yet. I think she's in my Libby queue right now, actually, because I was like, I have to read something. So I asked on Twitter, and I didn't get actual names. I said, what's your favorite romantic science fiction fantasy, movie, TV, books, whatever? What do you love about it? What makes you swoon? And I got um, Serpent and Dove by Shelby Mahurin. And I've read Shelby's name. I may be mispronouncing her last name. (laughs) But, like, you know (laughs) how it is when you read something. And... The person said they love it because of fantasy, romance, and humor. So it's funny and witty, mm. and it's not just brooding and swoons, which, you know, I love brooding and swoons, <laughs> but funny is always a plus. And our friend Sharon said the time traveler's wife, and she's not sure why. Oh. Maybe it's that they loved each other at any age and that they found each other despite the obstacles. And then she said other reasons yeah. are spoilery. So It feels like a modern classic, that one. Yeah. It's another one that's on my shelf I haven't read. I've seen the movie, mm-hmm. but I want to read it. The problem is there's so many good books, but we've talked about that. <laughs> See, last series. <laughs> I just need to sleep less so I can read more. Right? It would be so much better. Oh, hey, do you have any comics ones for us? Ooh. Off the top okay, of Okay, so I was trying to think of that. And I do really, really love Alana and Marcus from Saga, but also the last volume of that I read, they were having some serious marital issues. So I don't know where they currently stand, and thus I did not feel comfortable putting it on my official list. Okay, so that's on your unofficial since I asked list. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, off the record, off the record. Don't hold me to it. Uh, I don't want to hear any tweets about how off I am about how emotionally (laughs) abusive they get in volume eight because I'm not there yet. Okay. All I'm standing is like the first few volumes where like they're all together and they've got each other's backs and they're just like a really fantastic dynamic duo. That's awesome. Yes. Star-crossed lovers from, you know, different sides of the civil war in the galaxy. That is my jam. I need to... (laughs) I need to read yeah. this. Like, star-crossed, like, you're not supposed to be together. Like, the worse the reason, it's, like, the more I want you together. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Another reason I need to check out Saga instead yeah. of... Oh, my God. Yeah. I can't even with this. Like, Fiona Staples, <laughs> I will follow her anywhere because of her art in this book. Like, I can't. I can't. I think a lot of people feel strongly about it, too, because, yes, we got some tweets about it. So, that's pretty cool. I don't, I'm like sitting here trying to think of more that I might possibly have, especially from different fandoms that I really mm. enjoy. And I've been so wrapped up in, um, you know, cause I was writing a serial killer book. So I was like watching you, watching Dexter, <laughs> watching women who kill, like, like I've, I've totally ignored romance for a while and my brain is just like, what are you doing? So sure. I'm thinking, I mean, there's a lot in Doctor Who, obviously, um, mm. but 
I mean, we had Amy and Rory a few years ago, and I loved them. And uh, they had a pretty good ending. Um, but other than that, nothing really, you know. I guess I'm just not a Valentine's Day person. All right. Let me ask you this. So there's, uh, you know, there's various couples in Harry Potter, and there's a lot of people who feel that Hermione and Ron are not a good couple, and Hermione should be with Harry Potter. See, my 11-year-old loves Ron and Hermione together. Like, I do too. Loves it. But, you know, didn't Harry end up with Ron's sister? Yeah. Yeah, so it worked out. I mean, I guess I don't have strong feelings about it. You know? All right. I don't know. I feel like Hermione is a person who needs someone like Ron to remind herself not to take herself so seriously. Oh, oh, and you know what? I just remembered because I block it out for my actual Harry Potter canon, but it's out there. Is that in the, um, I don't even remember the name of it, but the play that she released the cursed years child? later. The Cursed? Yes. The Cursed Child. Yeah. Ron and Hermione are divorced. Oh, no. And what? it's not okay. It's not. And here's the thing is people were like, blah, blah, you don't marry your childhood sweetheart. First of all, some people do. I do. Okay. And second, thank you. Yes. You're awesome. I met my husband when I was 17. I mean, I'm not saying you should like marry the person you start dating when right. you're a teenager, but like, I do. <laughs> it's not right for you, but some people do it. Yeah. And also like they're really good for each other. And frankly, it's a book, and these are the characters I love, and I don't care if it's not realistic. At some point, I just don't care. <laughs> Dude, no, I feel you. Like, so in, like, let it go. This isn't a romance thing, and I'm not going to go off on too much of a tangent, but everybody loves the movie Logan, which takes place in the X-Men universe, and mm, I, could, mm-hmm. I saw it for my birthday one year. Couldn't get through it. Like, I was crying. I was like, no, this Aww. is not real. This is not how Professor X dies. This is not how Wolverine dies. None of this is... It's true. It's not canon um, about the whole thing. And I'm, like, so in the minority there, but that's how I feel. Yeah. No, I get so, that. Like, when people take your thing you love and, like, blow it up. Yeah. Well, it had such a different <laughs> like, treatment no. to it, too, than any of the uh, the comics that I'm aware of or the rest of the movies. So, they did so many things that were a complete break. I love the dark and grittiness of it. I just did not like – I felt, like – it just felt very – I don't know. I just hate how Professor X died without going into it. (laughs) Like, so much. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. Like, there's a lot that I liked about it, but it didn't vibe for me. So I get what you're saying. Um, Where, you know, like, you don't do, like, the... um, You don't do a series that's all the Tim Burton Batman and then do a Christian Bale Batman in the same universe. It has to be its own thing. It has to be separate. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Just get a new Wolverine, recast, do a clean break, and then I'm okay. Yes, I agree with that. 100%. Oh, I do have another couple I like from a book. Do it. It's Urban Fantasy. It's the Patricia Briggs um, Alpha and Omega series. And so I was on a huge Urban Fantasy kick in the early 2000s. Like, could not get enough of it. It's really what made me fall in love with reading again because I read a lot as a kid. And then um, I had my boys, and I kind of had, like, fallen out of it. And had a hard time just, I wanted something just fun and easy to read and that you could get in paperback and, you know, and fell into this genre that I knew nothing about at the time. And she was probably the second author I found after Charlene Harris. 
and uh, I read her Mercy Thompson books, and then I found out her, I found her Alpha and Omega series, and I love Charles and Anna so much. I am still reading, like, that, that series has lasted long haul for me. Like, I have been reading that book since, those books since my 20s, and I'm 35, Wow. See, I need to start reading both of these series because you've talked about this before and it's so impressive to me when an author is able to do that thing where they deliver the same thing in every novel and it progresses and grows, but it still hits that spot. Because that's where I feel like I stalled out on my series. But like, especially when you have a good romantic couple, I don't even know how you do that. So I need to do a study. So like, yeah, her Mercy Thompson books are more urban fantasy and her Alpha and Omega series is more, I guess, paranormal romance, but they're not, like, super steamy or anything. So if someone's looking for that, this might not be the series for them. It's more on the sweet side, but not that there's anything wrong with steamy. I mean, I like steamy, but that's just not what these books are. She's She does a good job because they kind of got to where, I would say, 2016, 17, I was like, okay, I guess it's time to end them. But then she wrote another one. Last year, and I was like, nope, here for it. Totally redeemed it. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, she's she's really good. All right. Well, any other thoughts on Valentine's Day and our science fiction I'm going to say one more, and then I'm going to be done. Because I just read this book. I don't know how I could forget <laughs> it. Um, the Starless Sea by Erin Morgenstern. Is it Morgenstern who wrote The oh, Night Circus? Yeah, yeah. Um, that yep. whole book, without, I mean, there is a romance in it, um, and there is a couple in it, and I really love them together, and they're great. There's not a huge romantic arc, but I feel like that whole book is a love letter to writing. So if you are listening to this, and you're a writer, or maybe you're just a hardcore reader, you should really read that book, because it is just like romance it is just like romance to the written word if if that sounds so cheesy but it is so true it is every sentence is beautiful and when you finish it even though it's not necessarily a romantic story you feel like you just read a love story it's just you kind of have that swoony ah feeling I had that from her first book too the night circus oh she's incredible talented well, I guess we got you covered for Valentine's Day. If you, like, stick to this list, you'll have plenty of things to get you through February. And shout out to Lisa Edmonds and Melissa Sursa for our extra recommendations from Twitter. Thank you very much. And uh, if you've got recommendations for us, too, uh, give us a, a shout on Twitter or in the comments or on Facebook. And find me on Twitter because I want to talk about San Junipero, damn it. Like, somebody talk about this with me. <laughs> I feel like I should, like, end us on one of those, like, old cheesy radio shows, like, where they're, like, hot nights and whatever. (laughs) But I won't do that. (laughs) I'm clipping that, and that's going to be the end. All righty. I'm going to die a little bit, but that's okay. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Happy Valentine's Day. Bye.